hello, hello. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay and Krista. So glad you are here. We are ramping. We are ramping up over here. Membership up. is open. Membership so, enrollment is open. So now is your chance to meet <laughs> meet your aligned community now. Find people just like you now. Never our feel headline. alone again. Now. Now's the time to take a chance. Lindsay and I started, truthfully, we started the community after years of having the show and just having this really strong um, group of people connect over what they were going through in their spiritual evolution. And it was a goal of Lindsay and I to never feel alone. You know, when we were in our awakening process or this process of self-discovery and self-improvement, we felt pretty alone. You know, we felt like we were the only ones. And so one of the goals of our membership is to really support people in their evolution in a really deep and intimate way. So it's been so good. We have these workshops every month with some of the best healers, speakers, teachers, and leaders in the game where we go deep. You get access to them through questions and through like their energy in a way that you wouldn't have access to outside the membership. And then we have a downloadable every month that has prompts, that has a monthly theme, that has the astrology report for the month, that has a letter from Lindsay and I. And you also have monthly community hangs where we get to connect with each other in community on topics that feel really topical and relevant. And then now we added in a monthly healing. So we're going to be doing an integration session each month where we are going to not be learning anything, not be doing anything, but just receive just rest, just recalibrate and reset. And I felt like that was a part that feels really appropriate for this phase of the membership where we have the full cycle of intention setting at the beginning of the month, the mindfulness through the letters and through the astrology so that we can integrate that on a daily basis. And then the learning that we have, of course, learning and curiosity is so important and we want to give you all the tools to support you. But the integration piece feels like the other end where it's like, okay, we have the work and the learning and the curiosity, but we also have the rest and the integration. So I'm so excited about this season of the membership. Our members are so incredible, kind, warm, open, curious, cool, fun, all these things. And so for us to be able to do this work and just learn about things that we're interested in and be in a space where we feel like we can be ourselves for six months or a year or however long you've been in has been so good. Yeah. I just love the membership so much. It's it's our way of being able to, you know, we were on tour for years. Um, and so, you know, we really missed that intimate connection with you all. And so this is the best of it all where we get to kind of pour our energy and also, um, you know, thoughts and reflections that we don't get to include in, you know, an hour podcast. So Mm -hmm. um, I've just loved it for that as well. It's been, you know, very healing for us. And um, I think too, there is, you know, there is something to it being a six month container where, you know, you commit to six months of, you know, supporting yourself. And, you know, what does that look like in community? It's, it, it really takes it to a whole other level. And, you know, I'm the type of person that sometimes gets a little intimidated by like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Like, I don't know if I can show up for myself that consistent, consistently. And I don't want to let others down. I don't want to let myself down. But I think the way in which we've been able to structure it and also um, support you in just many different ways to satisfy many different needs um, has just allowed people to create their own experience while also growing and evolving with others. And yeah, I just think it's a really, really special 
special place. So it's six months. It's really affordable. I think it shakes out to like $40 a month uh, for all of what Krista shared with you. And yeah, we're we're excited to kind of take it to the next level with this uh, season of the membership. So and better giveaways. We have our monthly giveaways. I mean, of we course. Giveaways, sponsor, <laughs> product, all this stuff. And yeah, Lindsay and I are always trying to find opportunities to give stuff to the members, you know, whether it's sending books or merch or sponsor product or whatever it is. So the membership is where it's at. We can't wait to welcome you. Enrollment closes in the next couple of days. So make sure you sign up. For our current members, we have an affiliate program now. So you can invite your friends to join and you will get paid out. So make sure all of our members that you're also sharing through your affiliate link, an invitation to your friends to join the membership. Yeah. To learn more, go to almost30.com slash membership. Let's do it. So today's episode was inspired and is inspired about my microdosing experience. I've been microdosing for a few weeks now. My lovely husband has been microdosing for over a year and it has been powerful. It's been really interesting and really fascinating. And I actually never thought it was going to be something I would do in my life. But I think, you know, we're both such open people. I'm really open to try anything. I'm really just love being open-minded. I'm Mercury and Aquarius. So I just, nothing ever feels off limits for me as far as like what's possible. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about doing it for a, a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, should I do it? And then I was connecting with our healer that we work with and it never really felt like there wasn't ever, we'd always check in with psilocybin. So we'd be like, okay, we're going to check in with the energy of psilocybin and be like, hey, is it time? And they were like, no. <laughs> so I kept getting <laughs> no's actually. They were like, no, we're good. And then it came up to be the perfect time. And what I've noticed in Justin, in my husband, is like, it's crazy. He's been able to really manifest a dream that I don't know if he would have ever thought would have been possible before. And he's so creative and intuitive and all these things. And it's really helped him bring his dream of being like a boy, you know, being a young boy and having this dream that he has and then now be, never thinking it was possible in like the deepest way and then having it come to fruition in a really creative and interesting way that feels like a fit for him has just been crazy. And also I've noticed just like bigger picture thinking, there's like a softening that he's had. There's like um, this expansive mentality that he's had. Mm-hmm. So since I've been doing it, it's been um, not that long, but I've definitely noticed the effects. And I think one of the most powerful ones that was very interesting was the beginning of the year, not feeling like I wanted to go to work. I was like, I don't want to do work. I was like, I just want to rest. I want to be, I want to be outside. Like, I think it was a few days ago, but Justin was like, are you going to work in 2022? Like, what's... (laughs) What's the vibe? Like he texts me. He's like, hey, Penn, like, are you, what's going on? Like, are you going to work this year? And it's just been interesting because I just, it's harder for me to not do things that I don't want to do. It's harder for me to connect with Mm -hmm. things that I don't feel like I'm like genuinely connecting with. And I think I've also noticed like, which I'll talk about on the, on this uh, episode, but just more like, I can't leave things that are unsaid where before mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's not worth it. I don't need to say it. Like things that are unsaid actually like bother me and I actually mm-hmm. have to say them. So it's like whatever's happening um, beneath the surface with a situation or 
you know, conversation or a relationship like has to be brought to the surface and has to be said. So there's a lot of deepening and honesty, but again, I never thought I'd be talking about microdosing publicly. You know, I think it's, it's definitely coming into the zeitgeist and the conversation with people with um, people like Michael Pollan or Tim Ferriss or Ram Dass or Timothy O'Leary or these really powerful, prominent figures in this space. And now it's getting a lot more research funding. So it's becoming something the science community is really recognizing and seeing, but it's not totally mainstream and people might have preconceived notions about it. You know, some people might think it's crazy. Some people might think it's dangerous or weird or odd. So there is an energy that I'm sure people have of some sort of judgment or again, preconceived notions that they might be bringing to this conversation. So just recognizing that that's a potential for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to listen to this and to hear more about your experience. And I think that, yeah, I just think the the energy of the like the openness around anything that is calling you is kind of it is half of the experience. You know, yeah. I think that we can kind of anticipate whether it's how people are going to judge this, view this, or how you might, you know, integrate what's happening. But I've I've enjoyed, even though it's funny, like we we really rested over the break and we really kind of took time. We weren't like texting each other all the time. It was mm-hmm. very much like in our own kind of experience. And I really felt you in that experience. I felt her high. (laughs) No, but it was like, really, it was that it was cool to experience because I think we both in our own ways have have had in the past that tendency to be like, let's talk about this for next year. And like, you know, really attach ourselves to the next thing. And it was actually really beautiful um, to kind of feel that uh, nothingness, for lack of a better word. It was just kind of being, and I was it was very, very cool. It almost helped me to settle sure. into mine too. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but, December but 25th. My- <laughs> I'm like, this is the goals for next year. <laughs> yeah, man. I used, to be, I used to be psychotic about it. And so it has, it's helped me be more present. But I also think there's a collective energy right now that isn't, hasn't settled. And I've said this before, but I feel like we've caught up to a lot of timelines. So right now we're really creating our future in every moment. And so it's harder to figure out what we're going to do six months from now, nine months from now, 12 Mm -hmm. months from now. So it's like the present and the few days ahead or few days past are so important. And that's what I felt too, where it's kind of harder for me to be further in my future. It's, it's, I'm wanting to be more present. I'm wanting to to rest more. And I'm really like, one of my intentions, which I, I talk about on the pod, but is like to find creative ways to do what I want to do or express how I want to express in my life or be how I want to be that aren't the norm. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. be coming up with a creative solution to figure out how to do a course or, you know, whatever the the standard typical routes for our expression are in the digital space. I want to do something different. I want to think differently and I want to think outside the box. So I'm excited to see what this brings about creatively. And then as far as manifestations, because in this episode, so what I do is I talk about, you know, my overall intention for this experience, some of my experiences with psychedelics that I've had in the past. I talk a little bit about our ayahuasca journey. And then I talked about what microdosing is, like how it works, um, how it works in the brain. And then I spent a lot of time talking about um, psilocybin and manifestation. So if we're all familiar with um, you know, the work of To Be Magnetic or the work of Joe Dispenza, where we're talking about neuroplasticity 
Uh, psilocybin actually helps you to find different pathways, different neural pathways in the brain and use those neural pathways over neural pathways that you've been taking for most of your life. So when we're thinking about rewriting stories in our subconscious or we're thinking about creating new neural pathways of the life that we envision or the things that we envision or the way that we want to be expressed in the world, it can really help us to supercharge our manifestation process because we take those neural pathways instead of like the well-trodden neural pathways that we're used to taking that might be limiting beliefs, that might be old stories, that might be old patterning. So it's actually super powerful for that. So I've been really digging into how can this support me in manifesting from my heart, you know, mm-hmm. also going into that soul manifestation in, um, in the manifestation world, we can be an ego manifestation, which is when we're like, I want new shoes. I want a purse. You know, I want, um, something that really isn't the actual crux of what it is that you want. Because when we want these egoic things, it's really underneath, we want love. We want to be seen. We want to mm-hmm. be safe. We want to be these things. So how can we bypass these things and great get straight to like the soul manifestation of like abundance, creativity, play, freedom, expression, joy, family, whatever those things are. And not saying that like the egoic manifestations aren't aren't legit because I have my own list of those. You know, it's it's powerful, but how can I use psilocybin to like bypass my conscious mind and the things I want on the surface and get straight to the heart of what I want from a manifestation perspective? Oh yeah. No, this is super powerful. And you give you give resources for how people can start to explore for themselves. Yes, exactly. So I talk about just like suggestions I have for people. So like what research they can dig into to learn more about this resources. And then if they are interested in exploring their own microdosing, they can go to axismundiceremony.com. So that's A-X-I-S-M-U-N-D-I, ceremony.com. That's axismundi. And they are someone that I worked with for this process. And I was able to take their courses on microdosing. And then they also have other courses that can support you, say in... um, if you want to use mushrooms or psilocybin to support you in your eating disorder recovery, it can help in that process. It can help in a lot of different processes that are specific to your needs. So Access Moody Ceremony can support people in their microdosing experience. Beautiful. Okay. Let's jump into it. Um, thank you all for listening. Krista and I do solo episodes on the regular. So make sure to check those out. We have a lot in the bucket and we have some that we've done together. So we're really going to lean into those this coming year. If you ever want to hear a certain topic or reflection, let us know. Make sure you're subscribed to Almost 30. You can learn more about us, the show, and all of our offerings at almost30.com. Yes. We love you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of our community. Welcome to the membership for our new members. We're so excited to have you. For our OG members, you guys are truly the best. Thanks for making the membership what it is. We are excited about our new session. And if you have any questions specific to this episode, for me on microdosing, my experience, you can just DM me at it's Krista. It's I-T-S-K-R-I-S-T-A. Beautiful. See you next time. Bye. Bye. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. If you listen to Almost 30, I have a feeling that you are you know, very mindful of what you put in and on your body. And if you are doing an overhaul on your body care, allow me to recommend Native Deodorant. Okay, their coconut and vanilla scented aluminum-free deodorant is my favorite. It checks a ton of boxes. It's aluminum-free, 24-hour odor protection, zero residue on your skin application, and 
10 scents to choose from. I love the coconut and vanilla. So it's really time to treat yourself. Try this out. Not only deodorant, but body wash, bar soap, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner, sunscreen, everything you need to take your self-care to the next level and keep it clean. This year, up your personal hygiene routine with Native. Go to nativedeo.com slash almost 30 or use promo code almost 30 at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash almost 30 or use promo code almost 30 at checkout for 20% off your first order. Hello and welcome to A Solo with me, Krista Williams. I am excited to be here. I just recorded this entire thing and it didn't record video. So I'm doing it again, which means you guys are going to get even an even better, more processed, more thoughtful this episode on microdosing. All things happen for a reason. I'm not quite sure I spent an hour of my time recording and I'm doing this again, but I do believe truthfully that I'll be able to bring better messages through with more clarity and intention. And I'm really excited about this one around microdosing, around my experience with microdosing, uh, with psilocybin, uh, some of the benefits I've seen, what it is, how I'm using it with my manifestation process. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And then my takeaways and feelings and recommendations for you if you're interested in doing this. And you know, I got to come out the top and say, I am not a doctor. As much as you all come to me for my amazing, mind-blowing medical advice, we all know that I'm not a doctor and I am not to be a substitute for one. I am not to be a substitute for anyone telling you what to do with your life. As always on the show, I like to share my experiences. I like to share what is helping me, what I'm learning about, what I'm learning from, and just be a really open place for a non-judgmental conversation about alternative therapies, about alternative health, about alternative topics. That's what we've always been about um, on Almost 30. And so um, I did want to share openly about my experience with microdosing because it's been really helpful for me. And after doing research on... Um, on psilocybin and on the power of psilocybin and reading more about it, I think it's just a great conversation for us to to dig into around additional or different types of therapies or different types of treatments for um, a lot of the ailments and issues that we come up with naturally and normally in our human process and our human evolution. So how I came to microdosing, so how I found myself in this place where I'm microdosing, um, I'm no stranger to alter mind-altering substances. Um, I have done MDMA quite a bit. I've done ecstasy quite a bit. I've done, um, I've had psilocybin experiences and journeys, and I've also done ayahuasca. I did a full ayahuasca episode that details my entire experience that you can listen to. But I've had my own experiences with these types of things. And um, they, for me personally, this is my personal experience, have been incredibly powerful for my process and for um, the expansion of my mind and the expansion of my idea of what's possible and my greater sense of wonder in the world and my ability to tap into... Um, the experience and existence that we don't see with our eyes, but is felt. So it's like that felt energetic sense of of the word and tapping into my you know own divinity. Um, 
I found varying degrees of helpfulness with these types of substances or experiences. And um, I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but um, MDMA was one that I, I did for quite some time. And I think in the end, it became something that was unhealthy for me. My body started to um, really respond negatively. And I started to have um, issues with my adrenals, with my hormones, because it wasn't healthy for me to be doing it as much as I was doing it. So I do think that there was a relationship that I had with it that was unhealthy, although parts of my process with it were really, really beautiful. So there have been a lot of experiments and there is a lot of research going into MDMA therapy um, now, which is really, really powerful. And I think it will come around to be a drug that's really supportive or a substance drug, who knows, but something that's really supportive for people, um, especially with mood disorders. It was very helpful for me in that. But again, you know, got to the point where it probably wasn't the most healthy for me. And I know that is the case when I'm feeling like I can't be doing something without it. So when we find ourselves dependent on things, that's really a good sign. So I had my party days. I was, you know, I was at Ultra. I was doing my thing on MDMA, just like being a little, being a little party girl. Um, and I haven't really done it since. I've only, or I've done it once since. And it was powerful. You know, so again, I've had experience with, I wasn't afraid to try something like this. This doesn't seem like out of my wheelhouse. I really love to try new things. I really love to do as many new experiments with myself and my consciousness as I can. And my intention and reasoning behind it was really to explore different ways that I could tap into my creativity. I'll talk a little bit about it later, but there's a lot of research around creativity and psilocybin. I think this is like the thing that we all know from pop culture is like, whoa, that like crazy visuals and being able to think of these crazy ideas and that kind of concept. But for me, I'm very Capricorn. I have a lot of houses in Capricorn, Virgo rising. I am very strategic. I'm very high level. I am very creative, but I wanted to sort of go beyond my general sense of creativity. Like we can think about ideas and concepts where we're like, I want to write a book. And I'm like, I want to go beyond a creative, interesting book idea. And I want to go beyond a creative, interesting conversation or podcast. It's like, what else is there for me to access as far as like in the creative realm of what I can do and what I can create. And I also wanted to find support for having a greater sense of intimacy in my life and my relationships. And this I think is unique to each person and each um, energetic expression of how you show up in the world. But for me, I've felt like I've been deeply intimate with people. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, hmm, how much is that true? Because there are aspects and parts of me that no one knows. And I don't know if you've always, if you've felt this, but I think this is kind of a relatable feeling that people think isn't. But when you're like, no one will ever know me. No one will ever know me. The feeling of no one will ever really know me. And I'm like, there's a part of me, the the scared part of me that's like, oh, I kind of like that. It's kind of fun. Like, no one will ever know me. No one will ever know me. I'm so mysterious. But I said last year in therapy, I said, I will, if I die and I don't feel like someone really knows me, even my husband, even my best friend, that would be, oh, that would just, oh, that's not how I want to do it. You can do it however you want to do it, but that's not how I want to do it. I want to be known and seen at my core by 
people I love, by people that I'm allowing to have that access of intimacy to me. And this is something I've even, you know, within my intimate relationship, Justin and I got married in May, which I think I talked a little bit about. Um, But I realized that the level of intimacy that I saw modeled to me with my parents or with any other parental relationships in the neighborhood or whoever um, was not really that the same level of intimacy that I wanted. So the level of intimacy that I saw was like, we enjoy bike riding together. <laughs> we love to read the New York Times. You know, whatever the shared interest was, that was seen as intimacy. And I don't know if that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that like energetic attunement and depth of intimacy where you know, where you know someone and you know the darkest parts of them. So I was looking for support and being able to do that and access that because that's something that's been really hard for me. You know, I think my intimate relationships and people that I'm very close to know me, but they would even say like, "Mm, there's parts of you that I don't know. You know, I don't know you at your fullest. And so I'd love... I'd love to have that. And then as a as a third thing, I just really am open to everything. I'm really open-minded. I like to support anything that's going to help my evolution, my growth. I try not to judge any people's practices or processes. And I like to know about things so that I can provide an insight or a I don't know. I just, I like to be a resource for people. If they're looking for an understanding of something, you know, that's why we do the podcast. I love to share about my experiences. If they're helpful for you, that's great. You know, if not, you can leave it. But I always like to try new things so that I can um, bring them back to you guys as like a little journalist and a little researcher. So that was my intention with it. And what I'd love to do during this conversation together where we're talking about mushrooms and where we're all coming to this being very open-minded We're kind of leaving any judgments at the door. We're leaving all those videos about drugs at the door. We're leaving any preconceived notions about this stuff at the door. And I'd love to share, you know, what microdosing is, who's it for, who's it not for, the benefits of microdosing, how to take it. Um, I'd love to share about my um, process with leveraging microdosing for an enhancement of my manifestation process and my really my soul manifestation. So it's like that soul desire most more so is like, how can I really use this to rewire my brain to bring me closer to those soul desires? And then what are the takeaways that I've had thus far from it? So what have I been feeling? What have I really noticed? What has been really powerful for me in my process? I've been doing this for two months now. I'm going to do it for three. And that doesn't mean that I've been doing it every single day. So as far as like the way that I'm taking it and the way that my dosage is, um, I have been doing this for two months. I'm going to be doing it for three months total. The recommendation is that you do it for 30 days consecutively and that you take the dosage that's recommended to you from the person that you're getting your source from. So however you're you're doing this, if you're doing it in part of your process, you should be taking the recommended dosage. Um, it's said to not take it every single day, but you know, do a few days a week and then take a few days off. But it is said to take it 30 days regularly so you can really, really feel the effects. So microdosing what it is. So what is microdosing? So microdosing is when you take this subperceptual dose of psychedelic medicine. So this could be LSD, this could be psilocybin, this could be the way, the way that I'm doing it is with psilocybin. I've known people to do LSD microdosing. So you're taking a really subperceptual 
LSD dose and have it be really powerful. That wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do, but I am doing psilocybin. So you don't experience any strong psychedelic or hallucinogenic effects when you're microdosing. So I think that's the biggest um, point of clarity to bring through with this is that you aren't going to feel like you're seeing elephants fly or there's tons of colors everywhere or you're going to have like a total psychedelic experience. Because it is so small, it is subperceptual. So you really don't perceive to have anything happen. But there are things that are subtly happening happening within your brain and within, you know, your body. And an example would be that you're taking 0.1, 0.2, of psilocybin, of active psilocybin versus like three grams or five grams or something like that to have a very psychedelic experience where you're like going to the moon. And low doses of psilocybin have been, you know, reportedly taken as early as the 16th century. So during that time, psilocybin was um, carried by a different name. So it was like the Aztec people carrying it by a different name, but it was called a sacred mushroom. But with the disappearance of the Aztec population, you know, a lot of traditions involving um, mushrooms and sacred mushrooms have vanished as well. But in general, there have been a lot of psychedelic studies that underwent a lot of expansion, especially in the 1940s by people like Albert Hoffman, who with the discovery of LSD did a lot of research. Uh, Steve Jobs has also talked about, you know, using LSD as playing as a pivotal part of his creation process. And the actual phenomenon of microdosing is sort of new in culture, but has seen um, a revitalization with books like The Psychedelics Explorer's Guide by Dr. James Fadima. And there's been a lot of curiosity over the recent years of people that um, are very interested in this and that want to try psychedelics and microdosing as a way to heal, as a way to be more creative, as a way to support themselves in their journey, however that looks. The effects of microdosing can be really profound and this practice can really affect your entire life because when you are connecting deeply with yourself and you're becoming of aware of these spaces within yourself that need healing, how you relate to yourself, how you relate to others, if you have any unhealthy thoughts or patterns or behaviors, you can change your life. And it's the subtle energetic change and the subtle energetic invitation that psilocybin offers people that I think is some of the most powerful aspects of it and what I'm excited to bring through to you during this conversation. And I don't think we can talk about sacred mushrooms or psilocybin without honoring and acknowledging um, the lineages of peoples and the tribes and the cultures that have worked with this sacred medicine. Um, you know, some really close friends of the pod, um, Adriana Ayalas from Anima Mundi Herbals. She talks a lot about sacred medicine. We have a dear friend, Kiki Robinson of Opulent Witch. She works with sacred medicine. And there's a lot of really powerful people that can speak to its history, uh, speak to the magical medicinal properties of um, mushrooms and of medicine in culture. You can find really powerful documentaries on YouTube, on Netflix, on Gaia, that go deeply into that. Um, but that's not my expertise. That's not my wheelhouse. My Again, my intention with this is to really share my experience with microdosing, what it is, how I'm using it for my manifestation process. But there are a lot of beautiful resources for you that we can also put in the show notes if you're interested to hear more about and learn more about um, the cultural um, history and the cultural reverence that we should have for mushrooms. And I'm going to tell you which ones 
that I'm really feeling, which ones that I really just have been super surprised by. So elevating of the mood is huge. I've definitely noticed an elevation in my mood. We were in New York City, Justin and I, my husband, and um, it was like a Monday morning. It was really early. And we were sitting at this brunch and I noticed myself like it was like top 40 hits, like very blase playlist, but I was still bopping. I was like bopping in my seat. I was like, yeah. And I was singing to every word. And then when we left, I was like skipping down the street. It was literally early morning, New York City. There's tons of people going to work. And I was skipping all the way down the street. It felt so good to skip. You guys, if you haven't skipped in a while, you are completely missing out on an opportunity for sheer joy and a way to quickly move about the world. Like skipping is really underrated how quickly you can get places and it doesn't feel like a lot of energy. But anyways, so I was skipping and dancing and I was like, wow, I really can tell my mood. I can feel like I'm riding the beat of the energy of life. Like I felt like I was just like kind of moving and grooving through the world, moving and grooving through life. And it was like, that is a normal thing for me to do, but it was a true elevation where I was like, oh, this is a situation where I really normally wouldn't be this flowy or this in the vibe of, of, of my day. I wouldn't be this happy. So I have felt my mood elevated. And it's been beautiful because Justin and I have been able to meet on this really beautiful, childlike, playful wave, which is a space that we find ourselves in often. We're very, very playful. We laugh most, most of the day. And we've been able to meet each other in this energy. And I can recognize when he sees that in me, when he sees me being like childlike Krista. And it's really beautiful because there's like a healing for both of us. So we just have had so, so, so much fun. Um, he also microdoses. I maybe didn't mention that before. There's been a really big acknowledgement and um, recognition of feelings that need to be felt that I have been ignoring. And it's felt like there's an urgency behind my feelings where I need to deal with them rather than before I would numb them or ignore them. And that is related to the intimacy thing, the intimacy conversation where I'm wanting to have more intimacy. I'm wanting to have more openness in my intimate relationships or in my close relationships. And then also to these like nagging feelings when I'm having a loop thought or when I'm having a reoccurring thought, I would normally let that thought continue and let that thought really just run the show of like, oh, I'm not good enough. No one likes me or I'm not interesting or whatever those, those limiting beliefs or negative thoughts are. And now it feels like there is a, it's very uncomfortable. Like I, I'm very uncomfortable with those feelings and I'm having to feel them. So the acknowledgement of feelings that need to be felt so that I can feel more clarity, more psychic space and more joy is very real. Very, very real. We hope you're enjoying this conversation. We're going to take a few moments to share brands with you that we love and who support this show. I know a lot of you out there really appreciate a beverage that is already made for you. It is functional, healthy, and tastes good. And especially if it comes in a can, I feel like it's even just cuter. Earth and Star has incredible blends with benefits. Great for your immunity, energy, focus, and calm. And they're absolutely delicious. My favorite is the cacao blend. So this is cacao chocolate oat. 
It's a milk latte, oat milk latte with adaptogens. And it's basically like grown-up chocolate milk. It has lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps, chaga, and L-theanine. Y'all, I just like chug this right back in the morning. I adore this brand. I also really love their ground coffee. So people have been asking me, I've been doing my pour overs and I love their organic ground coffee. You got to be careful with coffee. It has to be clean and organic. Got to know where it's grown and Earth and Star does their due diligence. It's so, so good. They've also combined it with lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, reishi, and L-theanine as well. So this L-theanine has really calming properties so you don't get that crazy jitter. Um, and it just delivers additional cognitive support. So head on over to earthandstar.com. You'll get 15% off when you use the code almost30. That's earthandstar.com. Use the code almost30 for 15% off your favorite plant-based lattes, some ground coffee and other goodies. Check it out, earthandstar.com and use the code almost30 for 15% off. The other day, I had a day full of calls on Zoom and you know how you feel when you have a day full of calls on Zoom. I had a little window, about 20 minutes. And so I opened up one of my favorite apps called Open and I laid down and I did some breath work, some guided breath work. And I was just so thankful. I'm like, oh my gosh, in less than 20 minutes, I can change my state and it's not often that I motivate to do this on my own. So having the app for support is just incredible. Not only do they have breath work, but this is a really beautiful studio experience that offers breath work, meditation, yoga, Pilates, and more to support transformation and personal development. What I love about Open is that they blend music, sound, breath, movement, and visuals. I'm a visual person to bring you into the present moment. You're going to love this vibe and aesthetic and the music. They work with producers and record labels and different musicians to really curate a unique experience and unique music experience. Their teachers are awesome. They're leaders in mindfulness and meditation. And I also really love the community. It's very, very cool. You feel like you're not just like this lonely person in the universe of digital world on this app. The community they have built are really is really, really special. You can chat with people while you're in a class and build genuine connection. Uh, so again, I'm going to recommend the breath work. It's phenomenal anywhere from just a few minutes to 20 minutes. And you are going to feel incredibly, incredibly supported. So if you would like to try open, I'm so excited because you are going to get 30 days of access for free when you use the code almost 30. Totally, totally free. Open up your phone right now and visit open-together.com slash almost 30 to sign up or click the link in our show notes and you're going to use the code almost 30 for 30 days. Totally, totally free. And make sure to check out Minaj's meditations. He is one of the founders and he is just so incredible. I feel like a new person every time I hear and I'm guided by one of his meditations. I'm just swept truly swept away. Um, so again, open-together.com slash almost 30. You'll get 30 days totally free when you use the code almost 30. 
There also are the benefits of that. And these are some benefits that I've experienced, but not really uh, as much yet. Um, but an enhanced creativity and ability to tap into flow state. So I haven't yet been able to truly tap into a flow state um, or be in a flow state. I think I will notice it more when I'm kind of picking up work and I'm in the groove of work. That's my hope is to to allow and to experience the flow states and creativity, but that hasn't been something I've necessarily felt yet. There are um, the benefits of increased periods of pr- creativity in general. There's a less need of caffeine, people have said, and it's been reported as a benefit of microdosing, which I actually have stopped caffeine for the past couple of weeks and I stopped it naturally. I didn't even really notice it. So I found that to be true for myself. You're more tolerant of others. You're able to c- cultivate new rituals and practices in your daily life. You're able to rewrite limiting beliefs, which I'll talk a little bit about more later. You're able to tune into your intuition and receive clarity and guidance from your highest self. You're able to problem solve. You're able to have a deeper connection to yourself and nature. You have an increased presence in the world, um, which I've definitely found to be true. You have a heightened ability to tune into your needs and to honor those needs. Um, You have more kind and empathetic, productive communication that can be really important for your relationships, for work, for friends. And you're really just able to tap into a sense of joy and ease and grace in life, this flow of life, which is really, really beautiful. Justin has definitely noticed within his work um, an ability to problem solve and an ability to think really creatively. I've noticed since he's been microdosing for the past year that he's been able to manifest and bring through a dream and vision that he would have never thought was possible years ago. What he's doing now, so he's in the crypto space. He works on projects in the crypto space. Um, He's really into Web3. He's really into DAOs. There's like a lot of different things that he's doing. But um, what he has been able to do in crypto has been actually one of the most powerful manifestations that I've seen in quite some time where it is truly from the soul soul level, where it's him as a very young, young boy talking with his best friend about this dream that they both had. And now 30 years later, being able to bring that dream into actuality in the world and finding ways to um, make things that he never thought were possible actually come true. So it's been really powerful to see him find creative solutions, creative ways to bring through a dream that he's had for, for a long time. And I think psilocybin has definitely helped with that. He even said, he's like, you know what? I would never have these creative solutions for some of the things that we're coming up against in his projects if he didn't have the support of psilocybin. So he's been able to really, really problem solve in a really cool, cool way. What I realized a lot in my research when I was looking at the benefits, when I'm kind of looking and understanding at microdosing, was that um, some of the one of the really cool parts is that it promotes neuroplasticity. So it promotes neuroplasticity in the brain. Um, and knowing this, being someone that's educated in the school of manifestation through Dr. Joe Dispenza and to be magnetic, one of my dear friends, Lacey Phillips, and understanding her neural manifestation process, I realized that I could really use psilocybin to support me in the you know, the rewriting of in my brain, these old thought patterns, these old beliefs that are really, really holding me back. So when we're rewriting these old stories, these patterns, these beliefs, we use our ability to create neural pathways when we do this. Mushrooms have been really, really proven to help the brain tap into new networks by coupling the effects of neuron activity, so they create neuron activity, with the release of neurotransmitters. So there's a lot of research that suggests that psilocybin, which is the main psychoactive ingredient in mushrooms, 
sprouts and creates new links across previously disconnected brain regions, temporarily altering the brain's entire organizational network. So by creating these new links across previously disconnected brain regions, you can alter your brain's entire organizational framework so that it's creating new pathways new ways of being. So when our brain is actually experiencing new neural pathways, new ways of being, there's no way that we can't feel that on the outside as well. If we're feeling better, if we're feeling different, if we're thinking different, if we're finding different results to the same problem, if we find ourselves no longer ruminating or going on the same neural pathway, so no longer um, you know, on the old stories that we always have that are eventually limiting beliefs, then we find ourselves in this space of creation, in this space of opportunity, in this space of freedom from the old patterns and beliefs that we have. Because psilocybin mushrooms promote neuroplasticity, so they promote the growth and creation of new neural connections in the brain. So by working with psilocybin mushrooms, along with your manifestation process, you're really enhancing and expediting the process of manifestation pretty much. And we all know manifestation involves moving beyond the limiting beliefs and really expanding into this beautiful, whole, fully expressed version of who you are. This version that existed when you were very young that had to learn to protect itself, learn to hide itself, had to create stories and, you know, respond to trauma. So how can we move beyond these limiting beliefs and come back to the wholeness of who we are? And when we look at the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, when we're talking about visualizing and feeling into the most healed, expanded, highest version of ourself, you literally are rewiring the circuits in your brain. So the more often that you're doing this, and we know that with any manifestation work or visualization work, the more that we're strengthening these new neural connections. We also had on Dr. Tara Swart, um, who's incredible. She's a neuroscientist. She talked a lot about uh, the science of manifestation. We talked a lot about this new neural connections and the way in which visualization and to be magnetic work is supportive of that. But these new connections will serve as the foundation for who you are in the future. So when we're doing Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations and we're really visualizing and feeling into that future version of ourselves, that um, highest expression version of ourselves, and we're feeling it in our body, we're actually tapping into some of the brain-heart coherence that can really support us in the future version of ourselves that we want to embody. So we're bringing the visualization within our brain into the heart, having that brain-heart coherence. We're creating those new neural pathways that are allowing this future version of ourselves to exist in our reality. So when we think about neuroplasticity and the way that psilocybin supports neuroplasticity, um, it really is that term of the ability for our brain to recognize itself. So the brain is able to say, okay, both physically and functionally, I'm recognizing that I can change, I can adapt, I can grow. It is a way for our brain to really fine tune itself by adjusting existing nerve pathways in the brain. So it's like, okay, what is more efficient for me? What is make more sense for me? Which pathway am I using really regularly? How can I adjust over time using almost like a plastic, you know, adjustment over time to really fine tune itself and to become more efficient? So brain organization and reconstruction takes place through mechanisms such as axonal sprouting, which is where undamaged nerve networks develop new nerve endings to reconnect neurons whose links were previously damaged. We see this in Alzheimer's. Um, we see this in a lot of neurogenerative diseases that there have been these links that are previously damaged that can actually be 
newly developed or supported in their reconnection. And I know this, I've had these sort of diseases in my life. So I understand the way that they work from like a very high level. And when we do have this support of our brain rewiring itself, the rewiring of the brain helps to define new nerve pathways to accomplish any lost functions. So you can accomplish lost functions or you can rewrite these old stories and patterns and beliefs that you have. So while normal conditions support our neurons to fire neurotransmitters along very well-trodden neural pathways in the brain, when you are taking psilocybin, these pathways are destabilized. The neurotransmitters take new roads to new destinations. So when we're thinking about solutions in our life, so when I'm thinking about manifestations that I want to bring through, maybe it's a house. You know, that's something from both a soul and an ego level that I want to bring through. But when I'm thinking about that, I'm looking in the same places for the thing that I want, and I'm not finding creative ways to think about or manifest this actual reality. So by allowing myself through psilocybin to take the new roads of my brain, the new neural pathways to hopefully find out what is a creative way that I could eventually have enough money to get a house. That is what I'm looking forward to doing with the manifestation work with psilocybin. So it's really taking those new neural pathways, finding new neural pathways, creating new neural pathways to find creative solutions to the manifestations that I feel blocked with. So the main psychoactive ingredient in mushrooms really can support the new links across previously disconnected brain regions, and they can also temporarily alter the brain's entire organizational framework. And then they can also help to take new neural pathways. So our, our neurotransmitters can take new neural pathways in the brain. So they can helpful, be helpful in supporting us in rewriting old patterns, limiting beliefs. When we're doing um, any work on the subconscious, we can use psilocybin to support. Psilocybin is a really classic psychedelic compound that um, has also been supported for people in mood and substance disorders. Psilocybin effects also reduce negative mood, which I talked about the elevation of mood previously, but um, it can reduce the amygdala response to negative effect stimuli. So the negative, the amygdala is that lower part of our brain that responds um, when we're triggered. So that's like totally takes the front part of our brain offline, the conscious part of our brain offline, part of our brain that we turn online in our late 20s uh, when our Saturn return is happening, um, our prefrontal cortex that allows us to process it from a conscious level. When we're working from our amygdala, that is where we are kind of finding ourselves triggered. We're finding ourselves in that state where we're like, what am I saying? Where you kind of completely lose the plot of a fight or a conversation or something that's happened. So psilocybin can really help to reduce an amygdala response to any negative effect stimuli. So you find yourself way less triggered, which is really helpful because when we're in the manifestation process, you really want to be in that place of your prefrontal cortex where you are creating from that space of consciousness, from like the version of yourself that exists today. And we know that the more we focus our attention, the more that we rewire our brain, uh, the more we are able to align to the reality that we want to call in. So with any manifestation, it's really essential for us to have that mindful awareness and attention and really aligning with the reality that we want to bring in from not only the prefrontal cortex or the conscious state of ourself, but also the soul part of ourself. And I think this is the other component of psilocybin that's really important in the manifestation process for me um, is that I'm able to manifest and be more in my soul space rather than in my ego space. And when we're looking at, you know, um, 
manifestation. I think law of attraction work. People look at it from the first, the surface level of they want to get a Ferrari. They want to get a Birkin bag. They want to get a purse. They want to get a perfect body. They want to get these things. And people really see it as like that egoic place. But we know with um, true manifestation work that it really is beyond that. And we want to always go beyond that to from the noun of the thing to the feeling. And even with the house, it's kind of a little bit of both because it's a noun, it's a home. You know, I want a home, but then also I want the adjective of the home, which is peace, serenity, freedom, space. So when we're thinking about manifestation and moving from the ego manifestation to the soul manifestation, it can be really, really helpful to move beyond the nouns to the adjectives or the values that you're really, really looking for. Manifesting from the ego really involves the external validation, like the car, the house, the clothes, the purse, the perfect body. And these are the egoic manifestations and they don't support us really in our healing or expanding into our divine truth or destiny. It's all good. You know, these things are really important. It's really important to have beautiful things. It's really important to love your space. It's really important to feel like you deserve to have beauty in your life and you deserve to have a space that you feel good in. But it is even more important that we move beyond that to the divine being that we are. So manifesting from that soul involves calling in feelings, outcomes, opportunities, situations, experiences that are aligned to the truth of who we are. So this is when we find ourselves using words like, I want to feel peace. I want to feel abundance. I want to feel safe. I want to feel free. You know, it's more about feelings and less about the things. So psilocybin is able to not only support us in rewiring our brain so that we can um, move on these new neural pathways more quickly and find even new neural pathways or create new neural pathways, but it also can support us in going straight to the soul and bypassing the ego, which is very, very important and oftentimes takes quite a bit whenever you're doing any type of law of attraction manifestation work. So manifesting from the soul is calling in aligned friends, calling in aligned community, you know, calling in um, a creative endeavor that feels really good. It's calling more freedom in your life, more space, more peace. And the outcomes are really rooted in those soul desires. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, we want to share a little bit about the sponsors who support this episode. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. I've tried other things, but it really comes down to what I am putting in my body. And I'm really excited to introduce you to Sakara, Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A. If you have not heard of this incredible, incredible brand that makes eating healthy, super easy, interesting, and delicious. So this wellness company is anchored in the idea that food is medicine and it's on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. So these are nutritionally designed to chef crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and they're made with powerful plant-based ingredients. This will help boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings. I swear it has changed my sugar cravings. It's pretty wild. And it will get your skin glowing and it's delivered right to your door. Truly, it doesn't get better than this. And I find that convenience is so key when eating healthy or at least the beginnings of building a healthy habit around food. So make it easy for yourself. And the Sakara shop 
is stocked with functional plant-rich products and wellness essentials to help you create a body you really feel strong and vibrant in. So check that out as well. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash almost Sakara or enter the code almost Sakara at checkout. So I'm going to repeat that a couple more times. Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash almost Sakara and you will get 20% off your first order. Major. You can also use the code at checkout almost Sakara. Okay. Next week's menu, I just wanted to let you know what I'm getting. I'm so excited. The Sakara burrito with turmeric corn salsa. I'm looking forward to. I'm also so excited about the Empress rice, which has brown rice, veggie medley, sauteed spinach, tamari glaze. Hello. And the classic superfood granola paired with spirulina infused green goddess milk. Okay. Need I say more? Sakara.com slash almost or enter the code almost Sakara. I get a lot of questions about athletic greens. Like why do I take it? This is filling my nutrition gaps. I absolutely love this formula. Not only does it taste good, but I know that AG has taken just such time and given so much attention to the quality of their ingredients. They have sourced most of their ingredients from New Zealand. And get this, one scoop of AG1 Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. 75 including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, greens, superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. So if you're someone that just doesn't want to take a bunch of supplements, you can replace supplements with this scoop of AG1 every day. It will support your diet, your energy and focus, gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system. And I'm going to say it again. It's delicious. Most people don't believe me, but I'm like, it's sweet. It's clean. It's yummy. There's only one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, no artificial anything. This is a movement. People are going wild over it. And you are going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash almost 30 right now. So go to athleticgreens.com slash almost 30. You're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D plus five free travel packs, which are my favorite. I have them in every bag I own. athleticgreens.com slash almost 30. For me, when I came up on 2022 and when I was thinking about the way that I wanted to approach my goal setting or you know what I wanted to create in this year, I feel really, really grateful that I have the opportunity and space to create things that come from the heart and that I'm not set to someone else's dreams or desires of what they want to create in the year. But that also leaves a lot of space for agency. And sometimes agency can be a little bit scary and can be a little bit unknown. And I wanted to have psilocybin help me manifest things in my life that surprise me and that are creative in a way that isn't like, I want to write a book. I want to create a course. Like, I love and do those things, but I wanted to have more 
creativity. Like I wanted to have surprises. I wanted to have these things that I created and did that just like came out of nowhere that just were so divinely inspired that they felt so good. And then I also wanted to manifest from the soul in different ways that also I wasn't, I'm not able to see right now. You know, there's a lot of things that I want and want to call forward in my life that I'm not able to have access to because my ego is so in drive. And when we're thinking beyond all limiting beliefs and agreements, you know, what does the soul desire? Like, what does your soul desire? I think as a way to support you, whether you're doing psilocybin or not, we can start by looking at your dream day. I've talked about this quite a bit, but your dream day can be a good indicator of the way in which you should approach or can approach manifesting your dream life. I really love the life edit for this. The life edit's really powerful um, when you're sort of getting really honest about your current state of affairs and you're wanting to move from the place you are to the place you are in the future. That's a podcast episode and course that I'm going to be coming out with soon, but it helps you look at all areas of your life really honestly. So you can listen to the life edit episode if you want to dig into that. But what I also do with this is I look at my value system as a way to support me in the process of getting closer to what feels like it's a soul manifestation. So do you value partnership, alone time, freedom, expression, family, travel, abundance, connection, authenticity, friendship, creation, art, play, fun, joy, expression? Like, What is it that you value in your life? What are things that are really, really important to you? Uh, For me, they're going to be different than they potentially are for you. And when I think about the values that I have, I actually keep them on my phone. It's my background on my phone, just so I can always come to a regrouping of my values on a daily basis and check in with my values on a daily basis. But when you are taking note of what is important to you in your life, you can create your life around those values. So you can create your experiences around those values, whether you're using you know psilocybin to support you in that or not. Um, but I am excited to continue the process of manifestation from the soul to create a life that I love filled with the people, the feeling, experiences, and support that help me in expressing and being and living in a much more loving and fulfilled way. So it's supporting me in the brain perspective, and then it's also supporting me in the heart perspective. Um, I'm excited to see what comes through. I'm excited to share with you what comes through from a manifestation perspective and what comes through from a life perspective, but I'm excited to have psilocybin support me in that process. Um, I do want to talk about some of the beautiful takeaways from my journey thus far of microdosing, some of the beautiful parts and things that I'm learning. And I think the first one that I've talked a little bit about was the joy, the access to joy. And I realized that there is an access that we have to joy on a daily basis that we don't allow ourselves to tap into. I think for reasons that we feel like we have to be productive and we have to be working and we have to be doing I know this is true for me. Justin, my husband, who we call each other Penny, which turns into a lot of different nicknames, but one of them is P. He'll call me nine to five P, where he's like, oh, nine to five P, clocking in. And there was a point in time in my life where I didn't allow myself to have any joy during Monday through Friday, nine to five. I was working the corporate jobs for a long time. I was working the corporate job, building the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. And then I even transitioned that sort of energy and anxiety and stress to just even the work that we do at almost 30. And I wouldn't allow myself to like take breaks, to have joy, to have fun, to play, to rest during the week. So it was like my nine to five P where I was like, oh my God, I have to be stressed and anxious and my nervous system has to be crazy during the week. 
And I realized that we all have this access to joy on a daily basis and that you're not any less productive when you're not in joy than when you are. Your productivity is found in your joy. And when we find ourselves so far from it, it's just this process of never being in joy, never allowing flow, never allowing peace into our lives. And it just makes things so much harder. And when I find myself allowing myself to play a little bit, to go on a walk, to take the call, to enjoy my lunch, to laugh, to nap, I'm so much more productive and I'm so much more happy. And it doesn't even matter always for productive pr- productivity to be the number one thing. That's the thing. Even if I wasn't as productive, it's all good because life isn't about just being productive all the time. So it's like, when we reestablish our values of like freedom, rest, and play, peace, that actually is more important to me than being productive in the first place. But then if I did want to value productivity, I am also more productive because I'm more focused. I want to be there. So there's a joy that we have access to on a daily basis. You are not any less productive when you're not in joy than when you are. There are also ways that we can support ourselves and our dreams and our goals um, that are actually very gentle and that are actually very supportive. And when I found flower essences a few years ago, and this was through Alexis Smart, who's been on the podcast, I realized that, wow, there's like a subtle energy that is supportive of my evolution and supportive of my process and supportive of my growth that is available to me. And when I got my Reiki uh, master teacher certification and when I went through Reiki training, I realized that too, where I was like, oh, wow, healing can be gentle and healing can be subtle and healing can be sub-perceptual and healing doesn't need to be this thing where I'm like punishing myself or I'm always going through a dark night of the soul or where it's always like painful. It actually can be really nice. And how we do the work is the work. So if we are finding it to be grueling, painful, miserable, that's okay. But it's also like, how can we love ourselves through the process? How can we support ourselves? How can we make it really gentle and really beautiful along the way? So I realized with this medicine that there's ways to support ourselves that are actually really gentle and really nice. And then I also lastly realized about feelings. You know, feelings don't take that long when we allow ourselves to feel them. And I don't know if you're like me, but I sometimes avoid the feeling. There's a lot to feel in this world. There's a lot to feel. There's a lot to feel. So we find ourselves continuously met with opportunities to feel a type of way, to feel happy, to feel sad, to feel depressed, to feel anxious, to feel all these things. But when we actually allow ourselves to feel our true feelings, it only takes nine seconds for our body to recognize and register and feel the feeling. But we oftentimes don't allow ourselves even that space. We get on our phones, we eat, we talk we numb, we find ways to escape our feelings. But when we allow ourselves to actually feel them, it doesn't take that long to process, which is a really beautiful thing. And repressing and denying and minimizing and suppressing emotions is actually a lot of energy on the body. It takes a lot of psychic energy. It takes a lot of mental energy. And when we allow ourselves to just feel, we really, really can use that energy in our life to create, to be, to love, to do, And I realized with this that there was so much psychic energy that I had being used to have conversations with people in my head, to repress anger, to repress frustration, to repress love, to repress all these things. And when I actually allowed myself to be in the moment of feeling, it's over and done. And 
I don't know if you're like me, but you might be someone that's feeling something and then automatically like, oh, what trauma is this related to? Or what did my mom do when I was five that caused me to do this? And you start to intellectualize and we bring it in the head and we bring it out of the body again and we try and figure it out and we try and understand. And that really is a huge opportunity for me to move from the head and back into the body to allow myself and my body to feel it. Because when we're thinking and we're feeling and we're intellectualizing it, we're still in the head and the feelings are felt in the body. And so it's oftentimes getting stuck. And when we're allowing it to fully feel through our body, we have much a much more clear channel and we're not putting all of our unprocessed emotions in our tissues. You know, our issues go in our tissues. The Body Keeps the Score is a really powerful book about that. And so we're allowing the energy to just free flow within our body. And your feelings are really here to help you. You know, they're here to guide you and provide you with information. They're not who you are, but they are these like amazing messengers and guides of our subconscious that support us in understanding ourselves in the world much more further. And when you're able to feel and allow the energy of the feeling to move through you, you become really powerful. You become really open. You become really free and you become really present. The less that you're pushing away, the more you feel, the more you align with your higher self, which is what we're all trying to call in, what we're all trying to work towards. And there's like a freedom in life when you're really just expressing and allowing yourself to be. Um, for me, I know that I'm not feeling feelings when I'm intellectualizing, when I'm complaining, when I'm ruminating. Complaining and ruminating, intellectualizing are fucking great ways to avoid feeling. I tell you what, they're really good ones. And it's really avoiding the act of feeling, which the feelings just want to be felt. They want to be recognized. So those are the beautiful things that I've experienced on this. And some of the questions that I got within my DMs from people um, that I just wanted to address was about feelings. People were asking if I felt sad when I stopped taking it. And I haven't had that experience. I haven't felt sad or depressed or anything negative when I'm not taking it, which has been really nice. Um, someone else might have a different experience, but for me, I haven't felt anything but completely great and normal when I'm off of it. Uh, people were asking if they felt like I was going to get an addiction to it. And I think this is a seasonal part of my life. I think with a lot of things that I do, I like to gather information, see what works for me, keep it in my life if it works, you know, let it go if it doesn't. But I don't believe that I'll be addicted to it. I don't feel any addiction to it. Um, I'm not necessarily an addictive person. So I think that's also a part of it too. But, you know, everyone could be different. I've taken it for two months and I've been taking it a few days a week, not every single day. And um, yeah, that's like the few little questions that that people were asking about that. What I would recommend for anyone or, you know, this is like, this is general recommendation. If we were friends talking at dinner, this is what I would say to you. This isn't like my doctor advice or my specific, completely... Um, knowledgeable at everything advice. This is a friend-to-friend -friend advice. I'd recommend just committing, you know, to doing it and really um, taking your first dose on a day when you can chill, like on a Sunday and you don't have much going on. You can just sort of let it integrate, let it feel, let yourself um, admire the effects, let yourself be familiar with the medicine in a way that doesn't feel like it would stress you out. I do take it before work, you know, don't really notice anything, but um, I think that's part of it too, is taking it when you know, on most normal days, but then starting it on like a Sunday or a day where you can chill. Committing to at least 30 days, I think is really good. So not 
asking for the red, you know, the magic pill to happen overnight, but just giving yourself 30 days to really feel it. And there should be your protocol, which is when you're taking it, if you're taking it three days a week, five days a week, one day a week, whatever, and then your daily rituals. So there should be rituals that you're adding to your process, whether that's journaling, whether that's meditation, whether that's intentional question asking. Um, There will be rituals that you really want to incorporate to make the effects of your medicine so much more powerful. And your personal practice is your rituals and then your protocol. And then you want to release any expectations that you have. So going into it saying like, oh, I'm going to no longer hate my body and I'm going to get along with my partner and I'm going to create the newest thing. (laughs) Releasing any expectations. I think expectations, comparison is the thief of joy, but I think expectations are also the thief of joy. So releasing those expectations that you have for this to be a magic pill or plant and There's nothing that will bypass the healing that you need to do or what your soul needs or um, what your process calls for. So it's going to support you in your process, but it's never going to be like a magic solution for everything. It does require a commitment of time, of energy, of presence as with anything. So it's not like you're taking a pill and you're just like, yay, life is good, all is well. You're going to want to add the intention and inquiry to your process and be really mindful, especially if you're doing manifestation work with it. If you are looking to connect with the intention of your soul and understand more deeply what your soul calls for and wants to create in life, you're going to have to add the layers of intention to this process. Again, you're not going to want to just listen to me and listen to this and then go do it. You're going to want to do your own research, see if something feels good for you, check in with your soul, check in with your ego, talk to a doctor. If that feels right for you, whatever your process is, I'm going to liberate you to go on that with the intention and knowing that you're all full-blown adults and you guys can all rock on as you do. I would suggest, if you're interested, some resources for you. Axis Mundi is really powerful. So axismundiceremony.com, that's A-X-I-S-M-U-N-D-I, ceremony.com, is really incredible. So they have courses that can support you on your intentional psychedelic journey. So they have ones for microdosing. They have one for like psychedelic experiences. They have one for integrations. They have um, microdosing and manifestation. They have microdosing to support you in more body acceptance and more body love. Um, And they're just really powerful. I've taken a few of their courses and I really, really loved, um, I really loved the information. I really loved the intentionality of it. I really loved to have an intentional practice with it and to understand what my protocol would be. And they can also support you in connecting with um, the right resources if you want to purchase uh, medicine. So accessmoondy.com is incredible. I highly suggest them for courses and programs and creating your protocol. Michael Pollan has really powerful work and um, books. All of his books are really good. I really love his recent book, How to Change Your Mind, What the New Science of Psychedelics Teaches Us About Consciousness, Dying, Addiction, Depression, and Transcendence. So Michael Pollan has really great books. Uh, Terrence McKenna is always incredible. Paul Stamets. I love Paul Stamets. You can watch Paul Stamets' TED Talks. He has some documentaries. He is like the mushroom king. And understanding and learning about mushrooms just from a level of like, nature is freaking fascinating. So anything Paul Stamets, I freaking love. Timothy Leary is incredible. So Timothy Leary and Ram Dass, uh, the Ram Dass documentary is really powerful. You can learn about both of them and their um, psychedelic experiences and how important that was for their spiritual journey. The Body Keeps the Score is a great book that I referenced before. I really love The Body Keeps the Score. There's the book Consciousness Medicine by Francois Borzwatt, who I'd love to have on the podcast soon. Um, So there's a lot of different books and resources that you can dig into for this. Tim Ferriss 
in the Tim Ferriss podcast is really helpful. He's that you can also listen to. So I am so grateful that I can share openly and honestly about things that I'm exploring and things that I'm going through. I feel really grateful that I have a community that's open uh, to this journey of life and all the different ways in which we can explore ourselves and explore the unknown. I feel so lucky. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to my microdosing experience and my microdosing solo. I'm always here if you have any questions. Um, And again, make sure to do your research, search, feel what feels right for you and your soul. And I love you. I'll see you on the next one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Krista's solo on microdosing. You can DM Krista at It's Krista on Instagram. She would love to hear from you. Make sure you tag her if you are sharing about this episode. And for more information on Almost 30, go to almost30.com. If you're interested in joining the Almost 30 membership, I'm sure you've heard the buzz. It's the best. You get so much every single month, workshops, live hangs, downloadables, resources, healings, y'all. And it shakes out to about 40 bucks a month. This is a six month container. We are so, so, so excited to welcome you. Go to almost30.com slash membership to learn more. We will welcome you February 1st. Have a beautiful day. Make sure you subscribe to Almost 30 and we will see you on the next one.